Thanks for tuning in on Apple or Spotify to listen to another brand new episode of The Eye Test. Before we start the show, please take five seconds to leave a review. Since we don't sell you anything, this is the best way to help us grow. We would really appreciate it. Thanks again, and enjoy the episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Eye Test, where we simplify your process as a fantasy football manager. NFL coaches every year find themselves in the hot seat where they are asked very tough questions by the media. And today at The Eye Test, we're going to have our own version of the hot seat, where we're each going to take a turn sitting in the hot seat and answering some very tough fantasy football questions. Bob is going to be the first person hopping in the hot seat. Let's get Bob, it. Bob, are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. I'm always ready. Is your chair oh. feeling a little warmer? It is yeah, actually dude. very warm in my apartment right now, so it is kind of warm. I had right. Vanessa turn up the thermostat just for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to put Bob in the hot seat. By the way, we are 41 days away from our fantasy draft. Let's Cannot go. wait. Paul, would you like to go first for Bob's hot question I would, love, I would love nothing more than to ask my first burning question, not to get confused with burning man. Bob, you have 10 seconds to answer, so you got to be quick, just like coaches do with the media. Okay. And um, you are allowed to use one stalling strategy that coaches use. Like, we think about this day by day. Well, we keep wanting to move forward. You're allowed to use those stalls once per question. Okay. And then you can All explain right. your answer after. <laughs> All right, Bob. Taking it one game at a time. Yep, exactly. Yeah, right. You get one cliche. Yeah, one, one cliche. <laughs> All right, Bob. So you're in your fantasy draft, the real okay. thing. You get Kelsey in the first round and a top three quarterback in the second round. Are you more inclined to go wide receiver or running back in the third and why? <sighs> Okay, so if I'm taking Kelsey in the first round, it's likely in the mid first round. I'm assuming probably at the like the, from the one six to the one eight, and then I'm probably getting either Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, or Josh Allen in the second. But honestly, it doesn't even really matter. I'm going wide receiver. I just think there's more boom potential from receivers in the third round than there is running backs in the third round. You're talking guys like Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson. Or you're talking maybe guys like Keenan Allen, maybe T. Higgins, but I'm definitely going wide receiver. I'm just I'm more biased towards the wide receiver position right now. Gotcha. So you'd be essentially pulling a zero running back strategy at that point, no? Yeah, I'd yeah, say so. I'd say so. I think what classifies zero running back? You don't take a, your first running back until like the fifth round, maybe four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even say four is early if you're going zero running back. Yeah, third round you could get receivers like like mid third round you could get someone like DK Metcalf, Chris Olave, maybe T Higgins if he falls to you, Devonte Smith, those types of receivers. Oh, First yeah. running backs you're looking at like Najee Harris, Kenny Walker, Travis Etienne, Jameer Gibbs. Oh yeah, I I definitely rather take one of the receivers. Those actually aren't as sexy names of wide receivers as I thought they would be, but I'd still personally would go receiver. 
All right, like Paul, it. do you want to go again or uh, do you want to go one for Let's, one? We'll go one for one. All right, Bob, welcome to the hot seat. I ask you this. Let's go. Would you rather reach for a top four quarterback this year or draft a later round quarterback at their ADP? Or draft a later round quarterback at their ADP. Okay. I'm going to stall here for a second. I need a little more clarification on this question. When you say reaching for a top four quarterback, give me an example. So taking Patrick Mahomes at like the 111 or the 112 or taking, let's see, taking. You could take Josh Allen. Yeah, Jalen Hurley, like early of the second or mid-second. Or a late round at their ADP. Yeah. I I would not take a quarterback ever in the first round, but if I had an early second round pick, I would rather take a guy like Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen at, say, like, just for argument's sake, at the 2-3 than take maybe Kirk Cousins at their ADP. I think the upside between like guys like that and guys like Kirk cousins is too much to pass up. Yeah. I personally think that Josh Allen and Jalen hurts are worthy of early second round picks, but they probably likely won't go there because there's still a lot of stud running backs and wide receivers to be had there. All right, Paul, next question. All right. And little, little fun fact here. It's crazy that the top three quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, is projected 353 points, Allen 362, Mahomes 370, where if you wait until Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, you are looking at a loss of 100 points. Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers are projected to have 294 and 281 fantasy points on the year. Wow. So that's, I think you answered answered it correctly, Bob. Yeah, me too. Very little positional advantage going after those guys late. All right. So, Bob, with the exception of injury, we are not considering injury here. Is there any possibility that Justin Jefferson is not a top three wide receiver this year? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to say no, because I think there's just way too much volume coming his way, regardless of the addition of Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson. Again, like you said, if we're presuming health, maybe he's not the wide receiver one, but it's extremely hard for me to believe that he's not going to be in the top three with the Minnesota offense pretty much being the same as it was last year. Very good answer. All right, last question. Bob, are you feeling hot right now? It is warm. I'm getting like... (laughs) Do we want to just do two questions or we want to do a third? No, let's do one more. Okay. All right. One more. Now I got to pick. I think, I think I'm going to do this one then. This is a hot topic right now. Everyone wants to get some type of rookie on their fantasy team in the later rounds. So let's, let's do a rookie wide receiver hot seat question. All right. There's your, right. there's your little prep. Which rookie wide receiver would you want to draft at their respective ADP? JSN at 79, Jordan Addison at 84. Quentin Johnston at 97 or Zay Flowers at 107. And I can repeat those numbers if you need to. And this is redraft, obviously. Oh, yeah. We are in redraft season, baby. I'm going to go with the receiver that I think is going to have the biggest impact in his rookie season, and that's Jordan Addison. 
Mm. Only going, what was it, five spots after Jordan? I mean, yep. JSN. I'm actually surprised JSN's ADP is higher, but I guess it makes sense he was he was drafted higher. I just think J. I mean, um, Jordan Addison is in a position to make more of an immediate impact on his team compared to all the other guys. All right. Do we have time for a bonus question, real quick? Go for it, Paul. All right, Bob. What is your favorite position to pick from in the draft, and why? Wow. That, oh my God. I got to go. I got to go wide receiver. I think wide receiver is the most fun because it's also the most deep position as well. Running back is fun, but nothing beats picking like stud wide receivers or finding that sleeper wide receiver for me personally. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So that does it for Bob's hot seat segment. Bob, I think you passed the test and you, I were, you were answering the questions pretty fast up next. I'm going to hop in the hot seat and I'm going to get asked questions by Paul and Bob. We will be back soon right after this break. Welcome back to another episode of the eye test guys. We are back in the hot seat and unfortunately I have to take these questions on from Paul and Bob. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also not looking forward to it because I have no idea what questions they're going to ask. But without further ado, Bob, since you just survived the hot seat from last episode, we will give you the honors to start with the question for me. All right. I think I think this is a good one. I think I did well with this question. So I'm excited to see what you say. So, John, your first hot seat question. What wide receiver would you be more comfortable with as your wide receiver one? So this is the first wide receiver that you're taking off the board. T. Higgins or Amari Cooper? I'm going to go with T. Higgins here, surprisingly. Um, ADPs right now are showing T. Higgins in like the second round. Amari Cooper is an ADP of the fourth round. So I think Amari Cooper would be a solid wide receiver two on my roster. But for wide receiver one, I actually have to go with the wide receiver two on the Bengals. It sounds weird, but T. Higgins just has more upside on that offense. I like it. I wasn't expecting that, but I like it. <laughs> cool it down. Cool it down. Cool it down. I would did, have, did I answer I that right? Have, yeah, I would have gone. I would have gone T. Higgins as well, just for the simple fact that he could also be traded midseason and be the wide receiver one on a new team. The pop, that possibility is not high, but the show must must go on. All right, John. So of all the players in the first two rounds with an ADP of 24 or higher or whatever the first two rounds projected are, who do you think in that group has the highest chance to bust? Ooh, with so within the first two rounds? Within the first two rounds. So we're the, these are superstar players, superstar guys. Or so oh, we expect. Man. So we expect. Well, I, yeah. I, just, I first want to say that I appreciate you guys coming out here. We're, we're taking it day by day. Oh, uh, John Stallen. And Stallen. I, I appreciate everything. And for that reason, I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Oh, you watched my short. Bust. A first round bust. And if I had to go with a running back, I would say Jonathan Taylor. But my first answer was Devontae Adams for the reasoning of his quarterback. And I know we were saying this last year when he had Derek Carr as, as his quarterback, but it's like his quarterbacks are getting worse and worse. How worse can the quarterbacks get until Devontae Adams is not first round value? And I would say that if Devontae Adams is outside of the top 12 wide receivers, that counts as a bust because you're drafting him as like a top five, top six wide receiver. 
And I think if you're if you're going to double that and he's outside the top 12, I, I think you missed in the first round. Dude, if he's outside, yeah, if he's outside the top eight, that's pretty much a bust for Devontae yeah. Adams for what he's been. Absolutely. All right. That good was good. Tactic, John. And I and I I also like the little addition of Jonathan Taylor as well. I think he could have bust potential. This he's getting season. drafted. He's getting drafted like the first eight picks of redraft. It's insane. Yeah. Like, I think it's I think it's the Anthony Richardson hype as well that's carrying it. But we'll see. So this is going to be a free agent edition, John. Ooh. Free agent question. Two guys that are still free agents. So would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins as your wide receiver one, first wide receiver that you draft? <laughs> so you can only imagine how the beginning of your draft yeah. went. <laughs> or Dalvin Cook as your RB1, first running back that you draft as well? Oh, man. I'm going to go with... D hop here. I think that they're relatively the same age. D hop might be three years older, but that's, that's not super old for a wide receiver. And I'm pretty sure besides last year, D hop has been a thousand yard receiver. That's tough. I got to stick with my answer though. I'm not sure if I passed the hot seat test in front of the media. I feel like they're already writing <laughs> blogs about me saying that John doesn't know what he's talking about. That's really tough. <laughs> What does that um, team look like with DeAndre Hopkins? That's the thing. That's the thing. If Oh, you're right, because if I picked Alvin Cook there, that means I probably went no running back strategy, maybe. And you probably got some stud wide receivers, likely. Yeah, but I probably got some stud running backs, too, if I got D-Hop. And, like, D-Hop's going to go to a contending team where he could be, you know, if he goes to the Titans, he's going to beat out Traylon Burks for targets, in my opinion. Yeah. He may not catch them all, but. That's tough. Yeah. I'm going to go D hop just because I like the upside of a wide receiver over a running back. And uh, Dalvin cook is what jets or dolphins. If he goes to the dolphins, he's going to be in a committee. If he goes to the jets, he'll be in a committee by the end, by the second half of the season with breeze hall. So I'm not a big Dalvin cook truther this year, no matter where he goes. Okay. I like not it. Bad, taking, John. The, taking the wide receiver upside. Just got to wonder what that team looks like though. Probably going to be a mix of like Bijan, Nick Chubb, Jalen Hurts, and then it's not like, a bad solid. That's really nice. Though, yeah, actually. it's and definitely yeah. like two RBs, a quarterback, and then maybe Kittle. Like maybe you went for Kitt- I don't know, or maybe you took Andrews in the second, perhaps. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think you could make it work. Is yeah, you could make it work. All right, John. Your second question from me on the hot seat. Is there a world where DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and JSN are all wide receiver twos or better? No. <laughs> no, there's it's not. Unequivocal. Not, yeah, not, I was like right now and I was like, I all right, not top to, 30 wide receivers. No, JSN's not going to be a top 30 wide receiver this year. He's going to show flashes that he can be for 2024. However, I will say that I do think Metcalf and Lockett can run it back again if the Seattle offense stays similar. I I think DK Metcalf is going to do better than last year because he's going to score more touchdowns. Lockett will probably go down a little bit in rankings or performance, I guess, but they'll both crack the top 24, Metcalf and Lockett. JSN's the outlier there. He's not going to crack the top 30. Okay, that... 
After uh, once I said it out loud, I was like, "That's kind of more of like a warm soup question." It's not. Yeah, really- that's like when the reporter just asks like a question, and the coach is just like, like "I didn't know you're gonna call me." You I gotta, like- you gotta just ask this question. Yeah, yeah. yeah Come yeah. on, and then I get fined. <laughs> an in- an interesting question would have been. I mean, that was a good question. I do like it, but maybe a more interesting question would have been: Is there a path for Ken Walker and Zach Charbonnet to both be RB twos? Ooh, I would say yes to that. I would. They're a run-first offense, I think. I think so, too. I think like so, it. too. Yeah. I don't know if that, that is first. a better question, Bob. Thanks for having my back there. Yeah, I, I, I got you. To. We got to keep John on his toes. Here. Yes. Yeah, dude. I, you guys are asking me way too many hot seat questions right now. All right. Well, right. that does it for me. bonus one. Okay, bonus question for you Paul. Yeah. bonus one real quick? Let's yeah. get the bonus. When do we start panicking on Saquon? Oh, uh, Tuesday morning. We're gonna, we're, no, I'm serious. We're going to find yeah. out if he the deadline for him to sign his franchise tag is Monday. So we're going to be panicking Tuesday morning if he does not sign that because he cannot begin his negotiations after Monday until the end of the 2023 season. So Saquon, if he doesn't sign the franchise tag, he's technically like not a contracted employee by the Giants. So he, he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to show up to practice. He doesn't have to do anything. Now I'm really panicking because even if he decides to play week one of the NFL season, he's probably going to hold out all of minicamp and all of offseason. And I'm expecting Dude. either a slow start or injury prone Saquon, which he can he can get hurt. We've seen that. Yes. Panicking Tuesday morning. I'm either panicking or not. If he signs the franchise tag, Saquon's immediately in the first round, probably mid to late first round. Man, if he doesn't sign that franchise tag and it's August 24th or 23rd, whenever our draft is, and he's holding out, I mean, where do you where do you let Saquon fall to to where you're just like, oh, I'm going to pick him up just in case he does decide to play? Like, does he fall to the fourth, the no. third? I, I don't want to waste a third-round pick on a guy that's holding out. I, I think in a perfect world, you let somebody else draft him. Like, I don't want to be, world. yeah, I don't want to be sitting in the third round looking at, like, I don't know, Saquon Barkley and Kenny Walker, Travis Etienne. Yeah, like Chris Olave, like Saquon Barkley, Chris Olave. Like, I, I don't want to have to make that decision. I would, if Saquon Barkley falls to the mid second, that means would, he's holding out, though. Like, it, how much are you really going to risk a second out. round? You can, you can actually lose that's your league true. with your I think, second round pick. I think it would, I think it would have to be the third round for me. I think third round, it's that value is just too much to pass up, and because you're not going to get any type of real clarity on it before mock draft or not mock drafts before fantasy drafts are over. So I think at that point in time, you just have to take the gamble and for me at least the third round is like we're drafting guys like Keenan Allen Ken Walker even if Saquon misses a couple games the upside that that value is still crazy even if you start 0-2 yeah, like I've just been burned by Le'Veon Bell so yeah. I refuse to put myself in that seat. I wasted a first round pick on that guy for him yeah. to play a single snap <laughs> All right, well, that does it for me in the hot seat. I can't wait to ask our buddy Paul over here some hot, hot questions. We're going to do that right after this break. All right, welcome back to the eye test. Paul is officially going into the hot seat. 
Nice. If you haven't watched our previous episodes, I just got into the hot seat, and Bob was before that. Go back and watch those. We got our final hot seat questions for Paul this week. We'll be back for more hot seats as we get closer to your draft. But, Paul, welcome. How's it feel? You getting warm? Yeah, you know, I'm just really thankful for the organization to give me this opportunity to sit in front of you all and answer some questions. So, uh, A true uh, stoic. Yeah, true stoic. sounds like you've done this before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not new to the, the hot seat. All right, well, since I just got absolutely burned by you guys in the hot seat, I'm going to go ahead and fire off some for Paul. Which handcuff running back would you rather have on your bench, Tyler Algier or Zach Charbonnet? Oh, that's a cheeky one. That is a little cheeky. Tyler Algier <laughs> was a thousand yard rusher last year. Let's not forget. And Zach Charbonnet is a rookie. I am going to first thank you, John, for that question. What, what a wonderful question. I'm really glad that you're here today. I'm going to go with Zach Charbonnet for the simple reason that the Seattle Seahawks are a run first offense. I know the Falcons are as well, but. I think that the Seahawks drafted Zach Charbonnet for a reason where, unfortunately, Tyler Algier just fell to the fact that Bijan Robinson was sitting in the Falcons' lap this year. And so I foresee Bijan to be the complete featured back. I think Algier will still get his touches, but I see a lot of between the 20s, a lot of you know doing the ground and pound, give Bijan a little bit of a break. And then any kind of meaningful snaps or even PPR snaps, I think Bijan's going to be on that field. So with that being said, I'm going to go Charbonnet here. Pete Carroll loves to run the football. We have seen Chris Carson and Rashad Penny for the few times they are healthy together. Both have decent games fantasy-wise. So I think the safer pick here for me is Zach Charbonnet. I like it. That that was a good one, John. That was a good one. That was a good one. I actually did get a little woo there. Like, yeah, uh, because like but, my thought was I, I was more thinking so like when I think handcuff, I kind of think like if the starter were to get injured. So like I would trust Algier to step up and be an RB1 on the Falcons than I would for Zach Charbonnet to be like a workhorse on the Seahawks if Kenny think, were to go down. I think they both can have – I think – I do agree with you, Paul, that Charbonnet is probably safer. I think yeah. he'll he'll be more involved in the pass game, which gives him a, a little bit of a safer floor. But if Bijan, God forbid, goes down, Algier will probably do the same thing that he did last year, yeah. which will be pretty productive. Yep. But now we move on. My question. I was going to save this one for last, but I really like this one, so I want to get it off my chest now. Okay. Would you rather take Travis Kelsey at the 101, so the first overall pick in the draft, you have to take him at 101, or be forced to take Tyler Higby as your tight end one? Which would be in like the 12th round, I believe. Uh, okay. 11, yeah, 12th round. But you're guaranteed him as your tight end one. Gotcha. Bob, first, thank you again for being here. How's Vanessa doing? How's the wife? Everything She's doing great. Home? She's Perfect. doing great. She's Really want you to answer this question. Oh, duh. okay. Uh, yeah, oh, I bet. All right. So <laughs> answer it, dude. Yeah, I am. I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. I, I'm going to go Travis Kelsey here. I think that having him on my team would just immediately set the undertone that I'm here to win. If I 
am remembering this correctly, I believe that he was he was a tight end one, but of all pass catchers, he was the pass catcher number four, yeah. which means he was the fourth best pass catcher in fantasy. So that means he was better than the wide receiver four. He was better than the wide receiver five. He was better than the wide receiver six. So I am still gaining a very solid first round pick here. Again, knock on wood. He has not missed any time. I don't have to worry about that. Where if I have Tyler Higby in my tight end spot, yes, I probably have some good positional depth at my skill set oh, positions. Yeah. But I mean, just looking at Higby's fancy stats, we're looking at 1.7, 3.5, 8.8, 3.4, 3.1, Like I just can't have those games when I can get Kelsey and like expect a 20 ball every, every game. So you don't think Stafford is going to come back? Because he was pretty good from my memory the year before that when Stafford was healthy all year. No. Yeah, so with with St- you can definitely tell when Stafford was playing. We got 14.1, 10.1, 17.3, 11.6, So it's definitely there. But again, this Rams team, they sold their soul for that Super Bowl. And I think of like the 50 people at training camp or the 90 people at training camp, 50 of them are rookies. So I just I or rookies are one year players, one year vets. So I'm just going again. I'm taking kind of the safe route here. I just think Kelsey, I'd rather take Kelsey five picks above his ADP than wait until the 12th round to like roll the dice on goose eggs every week with Tyler Higby. Fair. All right. All right, Paul, this question has to do with um, those fantasy leagues that still have the defense and kicker slot. So this is, this is for defense and kicker slot leagues, uh, which they are kind of weaning away. Uh, John's getting political now. No, he's trying to make it our league. Bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? We should get rid of him too. I don't know. Add a third wide receiver. Just saying. All right, Paul. I'd like to know your strategy here. You have all slots filled out on your roster, and there's two rounds left in the draft. Do you draft a kicker or a defense first, and why? Okay. Well, first, John, that fedora looks wonderful on you. Thank you. And I am going to go kicker because I am a Justin Tucker stan. I love having Justin Tucker. I love having an elite kicker on my team. There is nothing better than you're in a close game and you're watching the Sunday night football game and Harrison Butker is lining up for a 50-yard kick. And you're like, this is an automatic five points. Like, this is awesome. Where with the defenses, you are... It's kind of hit or miss. Like a pick six is the biggest impact they'll have or a return touchdown. And how often does that happen? I'd rather have an elite kicker in that the the second to last round or even borderline elite kicker who I know can drill those 50 yarders, those 40 yarders and get me and rack up those three, four, five points in chunks a couple times a game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. In today's game where so many offenses are putting up points, I mean, you get penalized for that in fantasy with a defense. So, like, you can have the Eagles defense or the Bills defense. I'm trying to think of some really good teams last year on defense. Niners? Um, yeah, Niners, right. Like, they would get your sacks and your interceptions, but there's games where they give up 24 points, and it's like you're getting 10 points from your defense, which you want to complain about. But, like, kickers can literally score you 15, 20 points yeah. sometimes. Besides, but. Nothing was crazier than remember what was that one year where the New England Patriots defense was like they yes. scored more than like the average fantasy players flex like yes. they were just like racking off 15 16 point games 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with the kicker thing. I'm on record saying a lot that a kicker is it, it's honestly, you could definitely even make an argument to reach on a kicker, maybe even a round or two early considering that some of the elite kickers are gar- not guaranteed, but like their floor is pretty much eight to 10 points. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to say that when Paul answered, like Justin Tucker probably won't be available in the 14th round or whatever the second, to last one is. So you're probably looking at getting a kicker. Like, I don't know, like Tyler Bass or whatever his name is on the bills. Those Honestly, kickers are if good. I can't get Tucker, my strategy for a kicker. I'm sorry. Dan Carlson. Yeah, Dan Carlson. Yeah. They're always yeah. kicking field goals, those Raiders. Yeah. yeah. So my strategy for kickers is if I if I can't get Tucker, then I look for a decent kicker on a decent team. You just look for mediocrity. Like an offense that is good enough to get down the field, but not good enough to punch it in. Yep. Giants. The Jaguars. I've Jaguars, yeah. I've had them and I've had the Seattle kicker before too. And then I I also look for like you can go back and forth because like there's an argument for going after kickers whose offenses score a bunch of touchdowns because then you're just getting like you're chipping away one point one, but you can get a guaranteed four points. Yeah. If they average twenty eight points a game. Guy like Harrison guy like Harrison Bucker, all he needs is one field goal because he's getting all those extra points. Yeah, so right. Exactly. His, he could easily, you know, four extra points and then one field goal. You're at seven points right there if it's just a normal field goal. So yeah, kickers are a lot more easy to predict than defenses. I mean, you can just get screwed by a defense no matter how good they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. no question. All right. Up next. I don't know if we got a bonus one, but this could potentially be our last one. And I think I did a pretty good job. I originally did have Lamar in this question, but I wanted to leave the bias out of it, Paul. Okay, that's fair. Would you rather draft Jalen Hurts at his ADP, which is mid to late second round, I believe, right now, or Justin Fields at his ADP, which is like fourth round? Yes. Yeah, mid to end fourth round. Yeah, so it's looking like yeah, Jalen Hurts I could get in the mid to mid to late second round, and Fields I could get in the mid to late fourth. Yep. Who? Okay, Bob. First of all, you look you look wonderful today. That chain is really bringing out your eyes. Thank you. Um, Thank you. That's great. I. Uh, it's tough, right? I probably would. Do, do, do. I'm gonna go Hurts here. You I'm gonna go Hurts here again. Top three quarterback. Almost a surefire thing. I I do love Justin Fields' upside. And unless there is like a bona fide star in the second round that I absolutely love, then maybe I would pivot off of that. But that would be a complete game time decision during the draft. But gun to my head right now, I would definitely, definitely sleep better at night seeing Jalen Hurts at my quarterback position than I would seeing Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. John, John has that. This is like a weird thing for John because it's his team's quarterback, and then he's also a Justin Fields stan as well. But yeah, it it's tough. I mean, it's like two two rounds different. Like Justin Fields has the potential to be a top five fantasy quarterback, and getting a top five fantasy quarterback in the fourth round is awesome. It's but it's a risk because it's Justin Fields. I mean, he has to be able to throw the ball to those average to below average receivers that he has versus Jalen hurts. Like 
barring injury, it's a guaranteed lock that he's a top five quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I mean, guaranteed positional advantage in the earlier rounds or, or a, taking a risk. I mean, I, it, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough, yeah. I, I think I would go with Jalen hurts too, biased aside. Cause you can get receivers in the fourth round or you can get, some tight end positional advantage by getting like T Hawk in the fourth round instead of Justin Fields. You could draft like, like say, okay, if he's Justin or Jalen hurts is going at his ADP. Let's just say you get him at like whatever the two six. So you probably had the fifth pick or sixth pick. No, maybe seventh pick. Yeah. So you probably got like a stud running back or a stud wide receiver there. And then t- pairing that up with, Jalen Hurts, and then you still have rounds three and four. That first four picks looks much better, I think, on paper than if you select Justin Fields in the fourth round. Because I don't think the difference between maybe, you know, you don't take Justin Hurts or Justin Hurts, (laughs) Jalen Hurts, and you take maybe a guy like Josh Jacobs or something like that. I don't think the difference is that much. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Point-wise? Yeah, like I'm saying... Like per week? Because like Jalen Hurts is guaranteed 20 yeah, per, points. Projected, Fields kinda, is only projected to get like 14 points less than... than the, 14 points less than Hurts throughout the year. No way. I think I, I butchered... a point a game. <laughs> I butchered kind of what I was saying, but I think the positional advantage, the guaranteed advantage there is too much to pass up as opposed to drafting Justin Fields. Yeah, agreed. Because you're screwed. I mean, if he if he can't throw the ball, like, we just don't know. This was two years ago drafting Jalen Hurts. It was the same conversation. Yeah, and it was different when Justin Fields was going later in fantasy drafts, but now the hype is there. Yeah. So you're taking a risk now because he hasn't truly lived up to the hype yet. Yeah, and we don't know if that Chicago Bears offensive is it a new offensive coordinator? I know it's a new head coach. It's crazy though, because like he technically has lived up to the hype because he's a he was QB seven last year. Yeah, but is yeah. he going to run as much as he did? He was running for his life last. Probably. Year. It's just like eventually running co- Russian quarterbacks get injured. So Lamar like, rushed. Lamar ran less. Yeah. After his big year, and Jalen Hurts got injured last year as well. Yes, he did. Yep. And he's not quite playoff season for fantasy playoff season, too. Yeah. So and he doesn't I mean, he runs, but he's not as reliant on it, obviously, as Justin Fields was last year. Yeah, they're doing like designed runs for Justin Fields. Yeah, that's the thing that worries me about Justin Fields is are you like, is he really going to take that big of a step in the passing game to where? it makes up for that fourth round ADP. I'm just not sure about that. Yeah. I like fields in the fifth or the sixth. If I can get a good solid skill position, mm-hmm. gladly take him there. That fourth round pick is what, uh, what I just, I don't, I don't think I could pull the trigger. Cause you have, and you also have other quarterbacks that are going later. Like if you're a Deshaun Watson guy, like me, I'd rather draft Deshaun Watson in the sixth, who I feel like is a little safer than Justin Fields is because you yeah. don't, you're not, he's not as reliant. He has one, he has a better team around him and he's not as reliant on his legs, obviously, as Justin Fields is. Yeah. I did a mock before the show. Watson went at the eight five. And that's, that's wow. ridiculous value. Fields, I, Fields went before Herbert and Lawrence by a whole round. 
I, I would take T-Law in the fifth. I mean, there were a I, couple things in this mock draft that were a little wonky. The sleeper bots were on something. But, yeah, Watson went at the 8-5, which that's pretty good value if that's your first quarterback. That's crazy value. I don't think in actual fantasy drafts he'll make it there. Me neither. Yeah, I think – I mean, let me know what you guys think, but I'd, I'd kind of rather take a dart throw at Anthony Richardson at the 102 ADP. What is that like? Eighth or ninth round. Yeah, like I think I'd rather take a dart throw at, at AR-15 than, than grab fields at in the fourth. Yeah, I think it's not – it's That's tough. A slow start for the year, especially in one quarterback league. It's tough well, because you yeah. don't – just taking a quarterback, like I think if you're going to take a quarterback that early, he pretty much has to be a guarantee. Like he doesn't yeah, have – I agree. If you're, if you're like, getting a, a, a early round quarterback, like, you got to know. Yeah, you have to know that he's going to be borderline top five. And, yes, Justin Fields was that last year. But also, no one saw it coming. Yeah, it was a waiver pick, wasn't he? It's probably, yeah. At some point, yeah. But I mean, like, if you go the AR-15 route, I'd rather get AR-15 and then a round or two later get, like, a Daniel Jones or a Geno yeah, Smith and just know that strategy. I can start somebody. Geno Smith is, like, QB 15. If you're yeah. if you're going, like, zero quarterback, you can take Geno Smith pretty much, like, at the end of the draft. Yep, 11th round is the one that I yeah, just saw. Him. It's crazy, and he was a QB5 last year. Yeah, so that's another thing with quarterbacks. That's wild. Is, yeah, there's a big difference between, like, top five quarterbacks and, like, the pack. But if you can get, like, a guy like Geno Smith, and maybe he's not QB5, but he returns to top 10 status, then that different, that's a huge difference that you're making up. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, Paul survived the hot seat. We appreciate everyone watching this episode. And for everyone listening on Apple and Spotify, we appreciate that too. Go back and check out our other episodes on YouTube where I sit in the hot seat and Bob does too. We will be back next week. Wait a second. We will not. No. We will not be we'll having be in person. Week. We'll be in Texas. Yeah, we'll be in Texas. So we're going to take the week off. We're going to have our summer vacation. We'll still post content for you guys on our TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, YouTube shorts, but we'll all be together. So expect something a little interesting. Yeah. I don't really know what it is yet, but we'll figure no, it out. We have no idea. We're going to suplex John into the pool at least <laughs> twice. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll catch you in two weeks. Peace. Peace. Peace.